Wolfpack Nation. Welcome back to Tuffy Talk. We are so glad you chose to find our channel here and check out this preview for the big matchup this upcoming Friday, not Saturday, but Friday um, afternoon against uh, NC State versus UNC, the Wolfpack versus the Tar Heels. It's what both of these teams really look forward to in football every year. And it really is, in my opinion, um, one of the most underrated football rivalries in the country, I would say. So it's become pretty heated, I would say, especially I don't know if last year I wouldn't say got heated, but last year was a more like just a crazy ending. And I don't say that to just, you know, we've got our guest here, um, Will from Great Day Tar Heel, um, who for a Carolina fan, guys, I want to say he's been pretty cool uh, for a Carolina <laughs> fan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but I, I really am excited about it. And Will, we really are uh, glad to have you on the show. No, it's been fun all season talking with you guys. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um, I guess first off, um, how how is uh it's I guess it's been it's been an interesting season I think more so well it's been interesting for both teams right so states had a different storyline than UNC has had um, I think state has dealt with more of the injuries than Carolina has dealt with um, which has led them the last you know in their losses minus minus the Clemson game their losses have really come down to the quarterback position being hurt. I would say it's a lot of it. Um, but, you know, with Carolina, you know, and I'll, I'll say this too. I think State's had a really strong defense, right? They, oh. They've been known for their defense. Uh, their offense has struggled at times, obviously, I said, because of the quarterback for one thing. But everybody has been on again, off again with Tim Beck and offensive play calling. But with Carolina, the storyline's been all offense, right? And it's obviously sent around redshirt freshman Drake May and – I mean, just came out of nowhere. I mean, you know, it was him versus Jacoby Criswell, and um, I remember that preseason, and there was a battle. And I was talking. I have a cousin who is a Carolina fan. He said, "Man, I could have told you it was going to be Drake May, but I thought it was going to be Criswell." To be honest with you, I kind of did think that. Um, but man, what a season Drake May has had! Can you can you talk a little bit? Not just about Drake May, but let's just start with Carolina as a whole. What the season has been like uh, from a Carolina fan's perspective? What what is what has been going on with Carolina this year? It's been a fun ride for sure. I mean, last year not to win a single road game, and this year undefeated on the road. Um, yeah, every single win was by a touchdown or less on the road. Yeah, so it's not been wow. Easy. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, every game. I mean, starting off with the App State debacle. Uh, mm. Oh wow! Yeah. It was a win, but it was it was a nerve wracking one, and um, I think <laughs> yeah. that that game kind of set up what's been the talking point for UNC all years. Great offense, no defense. I mean, they did give up 40 that fourth quarter. Um, and until last night, they hadn't given up 40 the, cumulatively in the rest of the fourth quarters all season long. So, you know, last yeah. night was kind of just everyone's halting the brakes on everything right now, trying to figure out where <laughs> we stand and what's going on and <laughs> what happened and, you know, re, kind right. of re, repositioning our – plans for the rest of the year but it's been a fun ride i mean i'm i'm not going to complain about nine and two ever no so. no yeah you paul i think lane had this kind of good expression i thought he said at least for nc state being seven and two before we 
had this little skit we've had with since the QB injuries. He said, I'm going to apologize about being seven and two for approximately 0.0, 0 seconds. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to apologize. Carolyn's going to apologize for being nine and two for zero seconds, right? So, especially, especially when you're talking about the total turnover and um, being able to get the road wins, right? Exactly. Last year, it was none. This year, you've won all of them yep. so far. That's just. That's a credit, I would say, to the coaching staff there, uh, getting that done. And I think really just the mentality of the team, I would say. You're, you're probably going into as a team, like we, every road game, we're going to go in and try to get this win. But it's hard not talking about that ability to win on the road if you don't have a quarterback like you guys do. And, man. He's covered up a did, lot of, did any, a lot of uh, weaknesses, probably. Yeah, well, I mean – as a good quarterback should, right? In a lot of ways, like, but can you talk about Drake May? Like, did 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 Carolina fans I'm not saying they didn't think he'd be a good quarterback. Did you see it? Did you see him having any sort of level of this kind of success? Not out the gate. I mean, I I knew the the potential was there. I mean, he was obviously a five star committed to Alabama out of high school. Um, I think his junior he didn't play a senior year because he enrolled early, but his junior year he threw fifty touchdowns to only two interceptions. And I read an article that said, other than those two interceptions, only two other passes hit a defender's hands a whole season. So he obviously makes good decisions mm. with the ball. Um, I mean, I don't think you can do a practice without getting four hands on a ball by the defense normally. Yeah. Um, but this kind of year, I don't think anyone could I mean, say they no. saw it coming. It's exceptional, right? I mean, it's just rare. It's extremely rare for a freshman. I know he's a red shirt freshman, so he has had a year under his belt. I actually thought he was a true freshman up yeah. front, but I forgot he had a year. Um, but you know, Carolina, you mentioned being nine and two. And for those who don't who haven't really followed Carolina a ton, although I know if you're a state fan, you probably have, and vice versa, if you're a Carolina fan, you probably have followed state to a degree. The only you know, they did um they've they had won all of their games until this past weekend except for the Notre Dame game at home. It was when they, when Notre, Carolina was ranked 18 and Notre Dame was ranked well, – I think, I think they were ranked 18. Maybe they weren't ranked. But uh, they, they played a, a good Notre Dame team at the time. I think actually who had kind of been struggling up to that point. But they lost at home 45-32. They've won all of their other games right up until just this past Saturday against Georgia Tech at home. And I don't think state fans are going to uh, – you know that they will pick on Carolina for losing Georgia Tech, but I mean we lost to Boston College at home, so I mean they're both both bad teams. But I guess I'm gonna go there too. Can you talk about what happened there? What? Because I didn't I didn't watch the game. It it just looked disjointed from the start. I mean we had the eighty or eighty yard touchdown run, first offensive play, but from there it was just it looked like you know you don't make excuses, but like everyone was just sick. Like it wasn't there, you know. Drake is getting hmm. caught from behind when he started scrambling. There was two drop touchdowns. Um, guys weren't getting open. And, um, you know, I'm curious to what extent Anton Green not playing hurt because he's that deep threat that takes the top off the defense. And we did miss a deep shot um, to Gavin Blackwell pretty early. Um, he just overthrew him. But, yeah. You know, not having that guy to take the top off the defense does hurt. Like you saw in 2016 when UNC lost Mac Hollins, it just totally changed the offense. Mm. Um, yeah. So it just, it just, the whole offense wasn't there pretty much the entire game. Right. 
in some ways, um, State and Carolina have had similar seasons, but obviously for very different reasons in that, like you said, most of Carolina wins, most of Carolina's wins have been one score games um, with the offense just, uh, you know, scoring just enough and kind of state the opposite. A lot of our wins have been one possession games with it, with our defense, you know, making that final stop when we needed to. Um, Yeah. But it, and it really shows that like you were saying about Antoine green, um, you know, missing, missing a key player here and there really, obviously ours was a little bigger with the QB position, but we've, we've got some other injuries to deal with too, but that those one or two positions, um, key positions that you lose a guy, it can really, um, really have a big impact on your season. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at these stats here. It's interesting because I was talking earlier, um, Obviously, being able to win on the road and have the success they've had, they have to be good offensively. And UNC is ranked first in ACC in offense, um, scoring offense. They're averaging 38 points a game. But if you look at pro football focus, uh, they're on offense. They are, lit- they are literally ranked number one nationally as far as passing offensive grade, um, just passing the ball, just throwing the quarterback to receiver grading is literally ranked first in the country um so i don't know i mean i think that is kind of people see that and they're impressed with with may's ability to make some clutch throws and make some throws in tight windows but another part of it i think is underrated about his game that he does just enough to do um but he does it well is running the ball can you talk a little bit about that is that does does his ability to run the ball or throw the ball impress you more? Um, I mean, people don't expect him to run because he's six five. You know, yeah, it, it surprises people. Um, yep. Now I'd still say his his arm and his accuracy impresses me more, but his yeah. ability to ex- extend plays and then make throws downfield, like the pass that went blew up um, against Wake Forest when he scrambled, threw it across his body to JJ Jones for a first down. Um, and I think that's. That's what Sam Howell was good at doing, extending. But Sam Howell would take a 20-yard sack just trying yeah. to extend the play where you haven't <laughs> seen that as many times with Drake May. Um, yeah, he's decisive. He's decisive. He's, he, makes his, he reads quickly, too. And um, yeah. But I, I, I have to check. I'm not sure if Elijah Green passed him yesterday, but he's probably still our leading rusher on the year, too, which is impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, with that, with that Georgia Tech matchup, I'm just um, – I'm just still curious about that because I made, it made. I think even though State lost to Louisville over the weekend, um, up at Louisville for the who didn't watch it was a score was 25 to 10 Louisville again. State didn't have. I mean, they're essentially like their key players. They'd have two. They'd have their top two quarterbacks. They didn't have their starting one of their starting linebackers, Peyton Wilson, their starting center. They didn't have their starting tight end, halfback. They, they'd have. They'd have a lot of key pieces. Um, um, but Carolina, they. I'm curious, do you think the loss there to Georgia Tech was more of them uh, being feeling the pressure of the Heisman talk with Luke May and getting a 10th win? Do you think it was um, the fact that it's Georgia Tech and we're overlooking them? Do you think it was a combination of looking ahead to NC State, thinking, oh, it's Georgia Tech, we can – 
just take care of business here. What do you think what attributed to that? Do you think it's a little bit of everything? Some of all everything. I mean, there were definitely some situations where we went for it on fourth down inside the five, which has been what we've done all year, but a field goal could have obviously made a difference. Um, I think there were two or three instances where we did that. Um, you know, maybe they were trying to push us. Well, they ran, they didn't have a lot of rushing attempts, so, but they could have potentially been trying to push the Heisman candidacy and not just play the game like they have in the past. Maybe here, let's try to get a touchdown here. Let's try to get a more passing yards here instead of just doing what's working. Um, yeah, it just, it just wasn't a clean performance at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very. I'm gonna be very curious about that. But Michael, you go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to um, switch over to the defense a little bit here. When obviously there's talent on the UNC defense. Um, you know, they brought in Gene Chizik was a big name to be the new defensive coordinator. Um, maybe not. I, I guess in your opinion or in the fan base's opinion, what's been the reason mainly for the struggles this year defensively. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need, offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Um, I just saw something that we're very, very distant last in ACC and getting pressure on the quarterback. And that's been mm-hmm. a constant issue, constant complaint. Um, I mean, if you give anybody four seconds back there. It's hard to guard on the back end and it's hard to, uh, yeah. I mean, it's easy for them to complete a pass. Um, what going from last year to this year, what everyone was excited was, is he was that he would simplify the defense. There was times last year we wouldn't be lined up when the ball was getting snapped. And I mean, that was frustrating for me, but you think, okay, you've got a couple calls. I can execute it, use the talent, mm-hmm. get to the right play and make a play. But there's still been issues of, um, just you know whether it's soft coverages or the first the first game you know Florida A&M's quarterback looked pretty decent against us and everyone was making fun of that I just said oh it was a vanilla defense we're not showing much but that's pretty much been our defense a year um that's what we said against CCU yeah (laughs) we're just gonna (laughs) not really show much we're just gonna stay the same but it's you know it is puzzling because we do have talent and um I mean, the two linebackers are leading the def- the top, at least probably top five in the ACC in tackles. So they've they've mm-hmm. played well, but you know, I think for most of the ACC schedule, his philosophy has worked. It's he's very bend but don't break. It's almost the opposite of what Gibson yeah. does at State. I mean, State's defense is designed to attack. It's designed to wreak havoc. It's yep. designed to put the offense on on its heels. Uh, no pun intended, but. <laughs> Chizik's defense is just keep it in front of you, don't make a mistake, and uh, just rally to the ball. And, I mean, you know, to be last in the ACC in yards given up, but I think right in the middle and points allowed is showing it's kind of worked. Um, but there's been too yeah. many times where it didn't work well enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely improved in ACC play. But, I mean, man, if you could put UNC's offense with State's defense – 
I'd, I'd basically be the best team in the country if you like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can make a, a blue and red team for the rest of the playoffs. There you go. Man, that sounds so yeah. gross, though. Yeah. That would be so gross. Just I like can't take Steagles. that, man. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even think about that, man. <laughs> no, but it's, you know, I'm curious. Is there an aspect of UNC's team t- in total? Obviously, you know, let's let's maybe it is passing the ball, but that is there any area their, their team so far that has um, impressed you? Um, in ways that you didn't expect this season, and there, or maybe there's a, a, met, a part of their team that that is underrated. How good they are. Um, maybe it's a unit on the team that's underrated, and then there's a, is there a, is there a unit on the team that is really that's underwhelmed? No, um, you may you may have already touched on it, but I was just curious what your thoughts were. Yeah, well, the defensive line definitely isn't getting the pressure that we hoped they would, especially yeah. with the talent they have. Yeah. And you know expectations going into the season, they talked about being three deep at every position, and they they rotate guys, they get guys on the field, and they look pretty good in run defense for most of the game yesterday, but you know sacks are way down, and um, you know for injuries, we do have our starting edge guy, the transfer from Virginia, Noah Taylor is out for the year, yeah, yeah. and um, Des Evans is also out. He's our starting defensive end. Um, you know you start to wonder if that's going to start to show up down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then someone that's underrated that, you, you know, well, they never get mentioned unless they mess up. Our punter is his <laughs> average is, you know, I think 46 yards a punt, which is a, yeah. it's a weapon when you can change the field like that. Oh, state fans know about punting. I think, I mean, not as Tudor on home here, but I mean, we, we've, we've had some really good punting oh, yeah. success in the last couple of years. Trenton Gill is now with the bears um, drafted, by, drafted as a punter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then uh, before that, AJ Cole was pro bowler, right? right? So yeah. for the Raiders, so you're totally right. A punter who can flip the field for you and make a team go the whole length of the field for the, or at least the majority of the field to score. That puts a lot of pressure on your, your opposing offense. Um, and it certainly helps out your defense. So that's, you're, you're totally right about that. Um, yeah, I'm. You know, I think with NC State though, I think the area that I've been um, the most, uh, I think it's been underrated, is the ability to stop the run. I think has been really underrated for State because we don't get a lot. We don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback either. I think, um, and so when you think of a defensive line, you usually think of the the, the better defensive lines, the ones that are flashing with getting sacks and all that. But I really think. State's defensive line has done a good job of stopping the run um, and, you know, doing that kind of thing. They've certainly been there. But I think one area they've been a little underwhelming this year, um, I would actually say, is the offensive line. Um, they are they can be they can be sometimes pretty soft. Um, you saw that a little bit um, against Louisville. But then again, your starting center was out and you had to switch over a guard to center and he doesn't normally play center. Um, and I wouldn't have, I think there's moments they have, they have nice games, but, um, you know, just to kind of match your comments, what you're saying there will about Carolina, I think state has, I think either side of the line for NC state has been your story of, to me, the more, uh, impressive and then, uh, or underrated versus not overrated, but just underwhelming. Um, so it'll be interesting if, if Carolina is not able, not generating a lot of sacks, which NC State's not either, but State is um, not going to block as well as they should. I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the matchup here shortly in the next episode, but um, 
you know, that just kind of to add along to that, I, I think that's uh, um, a couple areas for state to match that comment. But um, yeah, I guess um, before we go into this matchup, what are your thoughts about Mac Brown as a coach at this point? Because you, I almost kind of wonder if Drake may has saved his career at Carolina at this point, because I, you know, I wondered if I, if he had not had Drake may this year, would he be gone? And I don't know. Cause I'm not a Carolina fan and maybe that's totally off basis, but you know, it, it wasn't looking good last year. And you had a Sam Howell who you could argue at the time. Um, I think to this point, he's still the best quarterback, maybe one of your best quarterbacks in Carolina history and didn't win a road game. And now you get this freshman quarterback to come in and man, he, he's, he just looks so much better. You're winning games. There's even a Heisman, legitimate Heisman talk. I, I just, I don't know what you think about Mac Brown at this point. You bring back Gene Chizik, who really wasn't that great, in my opinion, of a defensive coordinator when he's at Carolina the first time. But what what are your thoughts about Mac Brown and his time at Carolina? I think uh, you always have your fans out there that are yelling for the head coach's head after every loss. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Every go, every team. There's also the every fans team. that you know coaches can't do wrong for either. Um, I mean, I love what he's done. The, think about where we were when he got here. I mean, they had won five games oh, yeah. in two years. For total. Mm-hmm. And, and Fedora had, he had his great stretches at UNC also before it kind of went south. Um, but Matt Brown kind of revitalized the fan base. Um, I was at his first home game when he played against Miami and it was one of the better atmospheres I've ever seen in Keenan. Um, and, you know, he's, I think what his, what they knew when they brought him back was that he would, um, he'd recruit well. He'd be able to bring money into the program through boosters. Um, yeah. And he'd get the right players and he'd put a good staff around him. Um, you know, I think it's a, a negative connotation when you say a coach is a CEO coach, you know, but having the right people around you makes you look good. And I, don't, I mean, mm. I, I personally really like Longo as a coordinator. I know he gets his, his hate yeah. too. And, um, and I'm not going to call for him. I'm not going to say I hope he retires. I think he's yeah. he's done a good job bringing good energy and putting it UNC on a much better foundation for whoever does follow him. Um, yeah. And I do like his aggressiveness going for it. I mean, fourth down's been huge for UNC this year, winning games and extending drives. And I mean, I'm not and I'm not going to complain about him. I don't have any any yeah. negative no, that's fair. thoughts for him. Yeah, I know there was a I'm lot. Of, I just figured I get, get. There was a lot of you know jokes. Grandpa Max coming back, you know, from both sides of the fa- <laughs> both sides of the, these colors here. Um, <laughs> but I, I've always been pro Mac Brown, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I just I just get curious about that, having a Carolina fans perspective on Mac Brown, because I didn't get a good vibe from the fans that I knew, uh, even family members, and. Um, now I'm sure nobody's really talking about it, right? Because you're having a great year. So I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. But um Yeah. And I do think he was brought in um kind of like what you said, to be that CEO and put the program back in a in a good spot um after Fedora. Because obviously, I mean, how old is he now? Seventy three, seventy four something. Yeah, yeah, like I I mean they weren't hiring him to be your coach for the next fifteen years. Right, no. Like, so I think he was, um, you know, 
brought brought into stable at foundation, which obviously it looked rocky after last year, but um, it's clearly paid off this year. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a really good matchup on Friday between NC State and UNC. Um, I know it'll be a big, a big thing right after Thanksgiving. Um, they've had this game on Fridays the last few years, Four so years, I don't yeah. really under, I don't really never understand that either personally because that messes with high school football and all that. But um, it's going to be a great matchup, like it always is. Um, you never know what's going to happen in rivalry games. I mean. <laughs> We'll talk about that matchup in this next preview, but it's going to be really exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, and I hope you guys tune into the game. It'll be 3.30, I think it is. Um, and do we know what channel it's going to be on, guys? ABC. Is it ESPN, ACC Network? ABC. Which one is it? So, ABC. ABC. All right. Yeah. Big big channel. There we go. So yep. uh, nationally televised game, guys. Mm-hmm. I I think it will deliver. I, I I expect both teams to play up and get amped up. I don't think you need a lot of um, bulletin board material yeah. to get the juices flowing for each team. But uh, it's going to be really exciting, guys. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, this preview uh, on Tuffy Talk. Be sure to like and subscribe. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, really, again, we're just NC State fans talking NC State stuff. Um, and love talking about it with the fan base so be sure to you know let us know what your thoughts are about this matchup going forward and we really appreciate will joining us here from great day tar heel uh will where can the nc state fan base find you at on twitter instagram uh at great day tar heel on both of them love to engage okay i, I don't talk too much yeah. trash so we'll have fun no i can i will like i said from the get-go that for a carolina fan it's he's pretty cordial and pretty good to talk to you guys <laughs> so um, pretty pretty fair pretty fair i would say so um but be sure to follow will there and uh, again be sure to like subscribe here guys and as always go pack <laughs>